ready, folks. We're doing two days in a row to help you lift your spirits. Welcome back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. My name's AJ Rose, and with me on the other line on Skype, our first podcast where we record where the other person is not in the same room as me, Eric Leroy Simpson. Eric, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing okay. Yeah. I, I My guess is that a lot of people are not doing too hot right now, but I think... Uh, me and you have tried to our best to find some silver linings, one of which was having my boy Sam come in and lift our spirits with his song and <laughs> jokes and general just exuberance in the face of, of what happened on Tuesday night. How are you feeling, Eric? I'm feeling... I keep flip-flopping. Like Sometimes I'm feeling optimistic, but then I read something that, he, that like his supporters are doing now, and I just go right back down to the, oh, Jesus... Um. Yeah, but I I have to say your last podcast was wonderful this morning. I, I mean, I assume all everyone who listens to the show listens to every single episode. But just in case they don't, they should uh, go listen. Go give that a listen. Yeah, Sam. Sam doing an ode to Trump, an improvisational ode to Trump at the end was oh the funny, God. the funniest thing we have ever done on this podcast, bar none. Hands down, I was just giggling myself. My coworkers were like, "What are you? What are you listening to?" And I was like, "Uh, d- don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Um. So, what is so? You, I wanted you to talk a little bit because I I want to get a little bit more than just the straight white male perspective on this election. Believe it or not. So, what is like? You're, <laughs> so you're asking another straight white? Male. No, whoa, 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 whoa. So, how's your girlfriend Megan doing? Oh, she she was the first to go to bed when it looked like it was going to be Trump. We were watching Colbert's live show on Showtime, which was. A lot less funny than anticipated because of how it was playing out. Although I still enjoyed watching it, um, she was just like, "Well, there go all my reproductive rights," and left the room. And me and her roommate Joe were very stunned as well. Um, I just—it's just no one really believed it could happen until it was happening. And when we say no one, we mean no one that like was in our no social that, circles. Yeah, no one that didn't want him to win. At least that's what I mean. Do you th- what what do you Ugh. think do you think the the role of and I don't want to say the media because that's just too big a umbrella to throw down but do you think uh, each given person who had a vested interest in this election the 120 125 million people who voted etc uh, and even other people who might not have voted or voted third party do you think that the social media uh, allowed them to sort of make a bubble around themselves and only hear what they wanted to hear and how big a problem do you think that is uh, 100% that's a huge part of it and it's only it's only gotten worse like I made I made a series of statuses after the news broke one of which was like I hope you're fucking happy Republicans and then an old friend i don't talk to much anymore he wrote like i'm so happy and i was like and i deleted the status and i saw like you know i and i removed another person from my news feed like i just even though i'm conscious of how bad the echo chambers are getting and i made a post one status being like no matter who you vote for just please don't be a dick and seeing some of the the results through the news. I think Sam found an article that was very, and he had a very poignant statement about everything on Facebook. I read it just now. 
um, it's really disheartening, and and I can't even fathom how much more scary it is for someone who's not straight white and male. And like, if 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 you were a Trump supporter, then you probably just uh, all your your Facebook feed and your Twitter feed and uh, the articles that you went to, the websites that you went to, were really only what you wanted to hear and were pro Trump. And the absolute of same course. and the absolute same thing was true with Hillary supporters. And I feel like so uh, in the age of social media, digitally, you become more and more isolated into your own color there's less and less discourse between the two sides now more than ever yes. and when i say the two sides i don't necessarily mean between trump and hillary themselves i mean about trump and hillary supporters like there's fewer interactions and right, i don't right. i don't know what the solution to that is it's not going to be easy like that's one of the things trump is tasked with unfortunately is breaking the division because he very in very uncannily switched gears as soon as he knew he was going to win he switched the tone of everything he was saying he was like he'll he was complimenting hillary he was saying i'm going to work with president obama and you know not bringing up the birther thing again he's being very cordial and it's really creepy and it's a sign to me that his whole campaign was a charade and like he was putting it on and he conned the American people into believing what he was saying. I, I, I disagree with you. I think it's the opposite. I think he was himself the entire time and what he's done since he won the election as a con. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just well, a cynical he's old me. Just, he's very smart and he's a very good actor. I think I, I think that he certainly uh, is gets the entertainment circus value of the whole thing. That's what he ran on. But I think that they maybe they shot him with a horse tranquilizer and and marched him out there and or maybe i don't know what uh, uh his campaign people did but they were like donald just please 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 just rein it in for when you're giving your victory speech and then as soon as you get in the white house then we can just sort of let you loose again i i am very worried about that happening yeah and you know one of my friends uh local friends caleb he was like he called me on his lunch break today to be like, "Hey, I have some good news for you. Uh, you know, your UPS uh, insurance will kick in right around the time the Obamacare will get repealed." And I was like, "Great, I feel so much better now." Ugh. Yeesh. Um, it's it's just it's it's just I guess one of the reasons I was being optimistic is a little bit of cognitive dissonance. I'm trying to not be as hateful towards him or supporters, no matter what's happening just because I don't need to add to the hate more hate to the pile. And it was making me weirdly, like, optimistic and feeling better about him, like, especially with him being a lot more polite and professional when talking to Trump and Hillary, I mean, talking to Obama and Hillary, that I just, I had to, like, look again at the stuff that his supporters have been doing to sort of remind myself what this really means. Yeah. And... I I think that I, I had something here. I, I was saying that I was really strange for me to watch the Celtics play last night because I didn't. I sort of forgot that shit just keeps going. And uh, for the record, the Celtics were atrocious last night, and we will get to that uh, on this show eventually. Yeah, we can talk about that. No, 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 no. no we don't. In the podcast, if you want. But uh, the the thing for me is I don't think it's going to hit me until 
I go out because I, I, I still don't think I've left my house since Tuesday night. <laughs> it's now Thursday. <laughs> I still don't think I've left my house, uh, partially because I am only a part-time employed person and don't have work until tonight, Thursday night. But uh, I don't think it's going to hit me until I go out into the world and see how people's behaviors are affected uh, by the fact that he is the president-elect and whether that means seeing persons of color or immigrants or minorities acting even more uh, sort of apprehensive out out of the real world or the opposite, a uh, white person who feels empowered by Trump being in the office, taking just having even less, throwing more caution to the winds. Uh, but unfortunately, or, or, or fortunately, I don't know how to look at it, being in Boston, being in a very blue part of a blue state, I may not encounter that. And you being in Vermont may not encounter that for a while. I don't so so I don't know when it's gonna hit us just how big the an impact it's gonna make on a day to day basis for people. I'm hoping that the the unsettling images we've been seeing so far is because it's like a day one thing and that well it's like all the Trump all the Trump bigots are feeling most are more most empowered like right out of the gate, and that'll they they'll decide to do that. Will dissipate as well as like people rising up and pushing back, being like, "We don't, we you you can't do this. We're not going to allow it." I'm hoping that this is the worst it'll be, um, but obviously there's no guarantee. This the future is really one of the reasons this is so scary is we, this, this has never happened before. We don't really know what happens next. And Trump doesn't know what happens next. I don't think he knows what he's going to do each morning. No, it's, you know, some are saying that this is like the whiplash of having Obama elected is like for, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, Van Jones on CNN calling it a white lash was about as uh, perfectly summed up as you could get. And uh, one of my favorite writers, Rembert Brown, uh, wrote an excellent article about the... uh, basically the 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 fact that it was a white supremacy agenda that that won and white supremacy is really white fear which is really white insecurity which is really the story of america and it's a really good article i encourage people to look it up rembert brown i think he writes for new york magazine and it it kind of puts into clearer focus just what the overarching mindset of most of trump supporters was yeah, and I'm par- add to that, go, go, keep my, on, friend, keep on. my friend Mark said he's a philosophy major. I met at Landmark and also went to UVM. Um, I haven't seen him in a while, but he's he wanted to talk, and he's very he's very thoughtful in what he says. Um, to quote him, over the past twenty four hours, I've cycled through a wide range of emotions, beginning with incredulous horror, transitioning then to rage, then to grief, and finally settling on forward looking, proactive acceptance. I think not only was the election of some demagogue in the mold of Trump inevitable, it was also necessary. I think that perhaps at long last the progressively minded will be, by virtue of the trial by fire that has been the last 16 years, and culminating with the city with the cry of anguish from the dispossession that is Trump's ascendance, forced to gain a firmer grip on our priorities now that it has been so clearly demonstrated that the tepid, incrementalist reformism of Obama and the Clintons is a pipe dream, entirely divorced from the reality of this country on the ground. Our society is broken. In order to take it, in order to advance, we must undertake a fundamentally uh, restructuring of our institutions. The establishment is dead. Long live the establishment. Mark also writes really run-on sentences. 
sentences clearly still work but it's a lot harder to read it to hear it verbally but yeah the dnc has really had it coming with this like with the, the you know i didn't really sit in when it was happening at the time but they're hindering of bernie and then you know they're just dropping the ball with hillary and you know i don't know there's just so much that ha- happened to fall into place all at the right time for this to happen and it's i think what uh mark was saying in that status is is reflected in a lot of people's opinions about how the the system being broken is is sort of at the root of the problem and hillary and obama were trying to play the system and make it better which is only as as mike ehrmantraut would say a half measure and i don't think that necessarily tearing it all down and building it back up again is possible or should be the route people try and take but it certainly seems like you can't do uh we can have no more half measures no it's it was really like a reality check for everybody um i think there was a lot of complacency involved in the democratic camp they really, I mean, and as we said before, no one really, no one who didn't vote for Trump expected this to happen. And that's why, that's how it could have happened. It was only going to happen if it was like a, if he was the underdog going into it. I actually don't know which is my biggest concern. I think uh, ultimately the biggest concern is the fact that we've got somebody, my sister said that her biggest concern is the fact that we've got somebody in the White House who doesn't believe in climate change. Would you say that's number one? Um, in the long run, yes. In the short run, I'm worried about more hate crimes popping up. That's the most terrifying thing. People don't feel safe C- to certainly. Like, even go around. There was, you know, people, there was like, there was someone, there was one image at the top of the article Sam shared that it said, make America white again with a swastika in a small town i forget where uh, and then like i see like 20 other instances just like that i've already heard people at shapley college saying that um there was already you know people people were being harassed even even in vermont a very very blue state um so in, i i i don't know what i don't know what cuz i i certainly don't think that now that you've got Trump and Pence and a red house, a red Senate and soon to be red Supreme Court. I don't know how you could get a law passed that would help uh, protect any of these people who are subject to prejudice every day before Trump was elected. I don't know how you protect these people going forward. I think there's going to have to be some national level of people rising up like the the anti-trump rallies the protests that have popped up is like a good sign it's already although i hope they don't get to they don't get violent that's the key thing if a figure sort of like you know in the guise of mlk with the whole non-violent protest is something that you need unfortunately it's like it's a much is you know we're dealing with a lot more well i guess it's not as subtle right now but a more subtle you know pushback but the, you know now the Trump supporters are fearing and feeling emboldened, just like we saw with the Brexit voters in the UK last summer. Um, it's it's going to take a lot of effort, but I hope that this 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 we're not so stunned we can't you know move on it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what 
I, I guess that's 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 the end result. That's what I keep coming back to, and it's a, a kind of a cycle of emotions that I think a lot of people are going through. But what I keep coming back to is sort of a a borderline hopeless how <laughs> how 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 do you how do you I I I don't want to just end up going on with my life and and doing the same things I was doing before, but what what steps what practical pragmatic steps are there to take i think uh one is maybe to 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 reach across the aisle to a, a lot of cuz i think that the majority of trump supporters are not white supremacists i i this is this is me speaking no. incredibly optimistically that I, no no i believe you're right it's it's just that I don't. I don't it's, think. I don't. Someone, there's a there's a YouTuber. I forget. I'm blanking on his name. I think his first name is Tom, but he does the, all these really cool, smart videos. But he did a, a video just yesterday. I was saying that not all Trump voters are bigots, but all the bigots voted for Trump. Right. And, and if 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 I don't think there are 59 million white supremacists. Uh, I don't know how many of those numbers are bigots, and I I don't know I I don't know what the number is, but it's not 59 million. So if you can like reach in there and get a chunk of those people uh, who who voted for Trump because they felt disenfranchised and because they felt like Washington wasn't representing them, then you like there is a group of people in there that it's possible to have discourse with. And that is probably step one. Yes, it's just that no, you're you're totally right, and that's what has to happen, unfortunately. So yeah, to all of you people who are really concerned about Trump supporters, is you give you know I know it's scary right now, but it's and this is hard to say, but you know I, I wouldn't go so far as to give a hater a hug, but you know. Don't be don't be quick to, to be you know fire back at them or be angry or lash lash out. You, what we need right now is patience, uh, temperament, and a Peace, kindness. Peaceful protests. Yes, or just just ask questions. Just be like, hey, uh, so why did you vote for Trump? And like, and be and be ready to like you know maybe not expect you know you don't maybe you won't get the answer you expect. Um. And you know, but just yeah, it's it's really hard to process everything. Yeah, the uh, one of my which is that you hit the nail on the head, Eric. One of my favorite podcasts is called "Still Processing" uh, with uh, yeah. with the God Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham, who both work for the New York Times, and they had an incredible podcast yesterday uh, called "The Day After," and it starts with the two of them you know not on the verge of the two of them in tears talking about what uh it it just trying to trying to process what it means and then they talk to uh this margo jefferson uh this uh friend of theirs uh who teaches at columbia and they the, the way that they sort of talk things out is was helpful for me maybe it could be helpful for some other people listen to still processing it's the 10th episode it's called the day after and make sure that i i guess you talk to the people in your life who you care about and who still care about you the sun did come up today it's it's not i i don't want to sit here and say everything's going to be okay because i i doubt that everything's going to be okay but 
it's not, you know, it's not over. Right. I'm, um, I just added that podcast. I'm going to have to listen to that tomorrow. It's really, that sounds really good. Um, yeah, what, yeah Wesley Morris is my, but just be very, especially if, if you're a person of privilege, like we are, be, be ready to be comfort, to try to comfort people who are concerned, try to understand where they're coming from. That's all you can really, you know, that's, that's all that they could ask for right now. Well, no, they could ask for a lot more, but you know what I mean? So I, 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 unfortunately, Eric, I didn't really want to talk about anything else. You can throw in a, if, if we want to lighten the mood a little bit, we can throw in a pop culture recommendation. Other than, comp- other than the new Childish Gambino song, which is, I don't even know what it's called. Oh I think it's called it's, Dear, uh, Dear Mama. I, I already forgot what it's called too, but it's so good. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I could pull it up. Oh no, I'll pull it up. Give me a sec. I'm gonna give okay. it a sec. But what was your other pop culture recommendation? Um, this is a really silly video that's popped up called uh, "If you just search on YouTube, you just search pregnant Yahoo Answers." I was gonna come try to combine this with uh, with asking for a friend because uh, I heard from your latest podcast that Sam pulled a bunch of Yahoo Answers questions. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He always, he always but, he loves the Yahoo Answers. Oh yeah, this uh, this video is just a guy compiled a series of like mis misspellings of the word pregnant in Yahoo Answers questions, and every single instance is a different way of it being misspelled, and it's one of the most it's one of the fun I laugh so hard every single time I've watched it, and I've watched it a good dozen times. The My ch- favorite in there is um like there's ones that are like can you get brigante or how can I get Gregnant and stuff like that? But my favorite, one of my favorite ones is uh, uh, where the person has several words misspelled in the sentence. They're so like, "Danger ops, pregnant, Gregnant sex, uh, will hurt baby, top of his head." <laughs> Jesus. The answer to that question is obviously uh, no. Pregnancy sex is perfectly safe. Uh, the uterus and the vagina are two very uh, walled-off areas. You don't have to worry about that. The Childish Gambino song is called Me and Your Mama, for the record. Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so, and it's apparently a prelude to, uh, it's a single off a forthcoming Childish Gambino album, which will come out in early December, so that is great, that is good news, and... Yeah. Uh, so, I'm so, really excited for that now, because uh, because the internet was my one of my favorite albums uh, ever. It's um, If I were to, you know that Facebook post we did back in the day? 16 um, albums! 16 albums yeah I'd put it I'd put it on there um it's hard to think what album I've listened to more in the last couple of years than that one I guess right now it'd have to be Blink 2's latest album I've listened to that over and over and over this summer and it's wonderful so, yeah but you're yeah. you you're you're in the tank for Blink just like you you are to Blink as I am to Kanye with I mean yeah but it still is really listenable I I'd still give it a belated pop culture recommendation and the album is called California, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's by Blink One Eighty Two. Yes. Did yes. I mention that we're from California? Uh, <laughs> all right, Eric. I do you want to do some housekeeping. We can we can do a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you for reminding me. You can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Roadshow at Sound 
excuse me, soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire. And you can get in contact with the show in one of three ways. Email us AJ show at gmail.com. Like us and comment on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AJ show or tweet at us at the AJ Rose show. Eric, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for, uh, talking through things with me. And I look forward to having you on the podcast in person very soon. Yeah. All right. One last thing. Uh, or two last things. One, I hope Google may, Google Play gets its shit together and gets your podcast back in. I had to. I hope that works. Second last thing is, um, uh, what is since the pop chart debate is getting more and more heated? I'm gonna ask you, and you can. Uh, I'm gonna relay this to Sam as well. What is your second favorite pop chart flavor? Uh, o- Oreo. Oreo. Okay. Uh, I've. I'm really digging. Have you ever tried the s'mores pop chart? That yeah, they're they're good. they're pretty good too. I I re- I realized that one of the the cruxes of the argument with Sam and I is the the fact that Sam loves pop tarts. I think Sam might love pop tarts more than me. I like pop tarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in that camp too. I like pop tarts, but I don't like have them every day. I, I I might have to change. Six I might six goddamn pop six pop tarts in it in what it is like that's unfathomable. Uh, my mouth would be dry as the desert. Which which goes in direct uh, uh, directly against Sam's theory that pop tarts are refreshing, which is not possible. Exactly, they're just a warm treat in the morning. I'm I'm just one of those people who like didn't never toasted their pop tarts for a long time until one time someone posted it for me, and I was like, oh my god, this is like a three levels upgrade. Yeah, of pop tart for and sure. Even at the end of the day, it's still just a pop tart. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, I am going to end our podcast now. Thank you for, for listening to episode 27, holy crap, of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. For Eric Simpson, I'm AJ Rose. We will see you guys next time. Cheers. <laughs>